Hey everybody, welcome to our High School Game On podcast, um, our Thanksgiving edition, as you can tell by that uh, delicious turkey in the corner of the screen there that we will <clears throat> not be having later. Um, <laughs> I'm, yes, <laughs> I'm Drew Markle from the Intel, the Courier Times, joined as always by Daryl Dobis, uh, the longtime uh, WMPV play-by-play voice. Daryl, happy Thanksgiving and how are you? Same to you, sir. Doing fine. Doing fine. Uh, can't believe that we're winding this down already. I know. I know. It, it does. It just goes by so fast, and now it's we're been a fun season. It's been a fun season. It always is. <clears throat> it, it rarely, if ever, disappoints. So, all right, Gary, let's get right into. It. We got a couple of you know, we've got two games left locally. Both of them on Thanksgiving morning. I'm a huge proponent of Thanksgiving football. I, I wish, you know. I've beaten this drum for years and years. I wish more schools would do it. I know it's difficult um, with the regular season now ending so early because of the the blasted NCAA playoffs that you, you know, they end the season at Halloween and you have to keep your, if you don't make the playoffs, you've got to keep your kids interested for four weeks. I know that's tough and you have winter sports coming up and everything. But when you look at the places that still have the Thanksgiving games and there's a lot of, a lot of them in, still in the city, but, you know, Bristol at Morrisville, we're going to talk about shortly at Quakertown Penridge. What these games mean for the community and the alumni, you know, you can't put a price on that. So I, I just, again, I just wish more schools would do it. And we've talked about, we wish that, you know, you played for Pensbury. I wish the Chamity Pensbury would do it. That I think that would have been, uh, I, it might be a, too big of a word, but I think that would have been historic. I sure. mean, really. I mean, you're talking to arguably, at least in our coverage area, two of the biggest programs, two yep. of the most historic programs, uh, the names and the histories, the rivalries that have gone on. Uh, I think that would have been I mean, my junior year, we played in front of 12,000 uh, at Heartbreak Ridge and yep. for a title. I, imagine I think that, imagine that on Thanksgiving. Well over that. I, I really think it would. And it wouldn't have mattered if the records you know, they combined for one win all year it, it would have been irrelevant uh i, I think that would have been a massive massive game to yeah. have and i miss cb west cb east yeah I, Darryl, I was just gonna bring that up and you know it's more thanksgiving you know it's all about family and everything well it's it's all it's about you know the alumni can come back and the you know the kids who just graduated you know maybe, maybe mm-hmm. they're all you know doing whatever in college or they're working or whatever they're doing it's a chance to come back and, you know, see your friends. And, you know, there's so much more than just the game that goes into a Thanksgiving game. And that's, that's what makes it so cool. But yeah, there were two, there were two times you came back, you came back for homecoming and you came back for Thanksgiving and Thanksgiving, right. you were coming back regardless to see your family. But I mean, this is, think about what other traditions are out there. Basketball doesn't have them. Baseball doesn't no. have them in the majors. You know, this is one of, this is a national tradition. I mean, the, the argument is this is the biggest travel period, travel time right. for families to go see families on Thanksgiving. Well, what was part of that tradition? Part of that tradition was going to watch your kid or your neighbor's kid or your friend or whatever play in that Thanksgiving Day game. You would put yep. the turkey in the oven and then you would go watch the game and you would come back later. I still say the coolest thing. It wasn't cool at the time. Uh but you'll you'll know this obviously uh, going to the games now. The coolest thing was trying to find a parking spot uh, 
at Bristol, at Morrisville, at right. Hemorrhage isn't as bad anymore, but at Quakertown, and just uh, the or, atmosphere. It was try, try, to, try to find one at Upper Moreland when Upper Moreland would play Hatboro. Good luck. Yeah, it, yeah good <laughs> luck. It, it, it was tough. The, the coolest thing, I, I can't believe that for the first time since 1989, I will not be covering a Thanksgiving Day game in some form, whether a reporter at the Courier or as a broadcaster. I have not even done a football game this year, which has been odd, you know, to, no, no. to not actually see the games. But the cool one of the coolest things I've seen is when I'm pulling up to uh, Alumni Field at Quakertown, and I get there three hours early so I can get parking, but also to get set up to broadcast, right. um, you know, in front of houses, they're tailgating. They oh, got yeah. They got, they got, they got mm-hmm. fires going in, uh, in, in the big drums, you know, they, out in yep. front, and they're, and they're having a good time. And, and then the stands fill. And then yep. everyone surrounds the stands. And, yeah, and Bristol, they didn't, well, they didn't do the, the fires or anything, but they were still partying in, in front of the houses at Bristol. And, you know, now Nishamini and Pensbury wouldn't have that. East and uh, West wouldn't have it because of the locations of their schools. But right. don't tell me there wouldn't be a festive atmosphere in oh any of God. those places. It would be, it would be, I almost wish that if the teams didn't make the postseason, they scheduled an 11th game yeah. just to play it. Uh, I, I, I would be, I would be all for that. Now it's not going to happen. Um, right. You know, but I, I just, it's one of the, it's one of two things in my high school career that I, I really wish happened. One was to play West my senior year. Because right. the argument my my senior year was we were number one, they were number one, depending right. on what paper you talk to. But the other one was playing on Thanksgiving because that just seemed like it seemed fun. Yeah, ten in the morning stinks. I, I agree, but it, it just That's seemed cool. something about it seemed it just seemed to wrap up the season. It just seemed to put a good bow on the season, win or lose. Win was obviously better, but right. um, just one of those things I wish we did. Yeah. And I get, you know, we can talk about, I mean, I used to go down and do to the LaSalle University and do the LaSalle High, you know, uh, St. Joe prep game every Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. You talk about a parking nightmare, but you, mm-hmm. you you just sucked it up because, you know, it was it was worth it. And, you know, you walk, yeah. you walk a long way, but it was fun. All right, Daryl, we could go on. We could go on forever. We could. We could. Let's, um, let's look at the games. We'll start, you know, Bristol at Marsville. I talked with uh, Bristol coach Mike Ciotti the other day. They've had a nice season, seven-win season, made it to the playoffs. Um, they weren't, uh, you know, he wa- they wanted to go further in district playoffs, obviously, but th- th- that didn't happen. But still a very successful year for the, you know, the Warriors. Playing a Morrisville team that struggled at 2-7, and seven, Bristol has dominated this series. You know, do you see anything different? Nah, I, I really don't. Morrisville, though, does find a way. Uh, to make things interesting from time to time, just when you think uh, that they have no shot. I remember, I think one of the last games I covered football-wise for the Courier, I remember Morrisville having a grand total of 47 yards of offense. 47. That's it. Bristol was up near close to 300. This was Ruben Ray. This was back then. Okay. Bristol – was the team that was the winning team locally. Morrisville was struggling, but three turnovers turned immediately into touchdowns. Not one offensive touchdown from, for Morrisville, not one. And they still <laughs> won 19 to seven. It, it just, it, it's that kind of weird that these games bring out and it wasn't a field issue or anything. It was dark. It was cloudy. It was, you know, it was, right. it was a November day, right. but it was one of those weird things that Morrisville said, you don't believe us. 
and they went out, they found a way to do it. And it was, it was pretty cool to see. It was shocking really. Uh, but I, I honestly can't, you know, the, the, the folks at Mooresville are, are always been good to me. Uh, I wish they would have more success uh, right. as the years go on. Numbers always tend to be a problem, but Bristol just keeps pounding it out. And I think the, uh, it, it's going to continue uh, here this week, uh, you know, this year with uh, Bristol. In fact, it's one of the three oldest rivalries next to one, another one we'll talk about in a minute yeah. and Phillipsburg Easton, you know, when yeah. it comes, I mean, exactly. I mean, these are some, these are some of the longest running Thanksgiving day games in in the nation. Oh, yeah. And uh, definitely in the state. And uh, I, I think Bristol is going to continue their, uh, yeah. their domination yeah. here. I and, and, and I got about thir- about, probably about 35 to 12. Oh, you're gonna make. Oh, I, think, I said we'll get to the picks a little bit in a in a bit, but we, we can do oh, it now. Oh, sorry, I thought we were doing that. I apologize. No, Hang on to that, but I, I agree with you. You know, Bristol with, with the they've got the four year starter and in, in, uh, you know Shaq Grimes at quarterback, uh, Elijah Alexandre the, the four year starter at running back, Anthony Silver the four year two way lineman. You know, you get that kind of experience and that kind of talent. It, it's It'll be a tough go. I'm tipping my hand. It'll be a tough go, you know, you know, for Morrisville. But we'll get that pick in a second. Um, there, let's look at the other Thanksgiving game. You you have Quakertown at Penridge, 10-15, uh, Thursday morning. Quakertown has dominated the series. I believe it's like 58-28-6 or something like that. Um, well, the other, way, the other way around. Penridge is dominated. I'm sorry. Yes, I'm sorry. Yes, yes, yes. My bad. Penridge yeah, is Penridge dominated. Yeah, 50, yeah, Penridge 58-28-6. Thank you for that. Um, and Penridge has won the last four or five in a row. But this year, you've got a you know Quakertown team that coming off, you know, gave Garnet, undefeated Garnet Valley a scare last Friday in the district semis. You got a twelve and one Quaker Town team against you know against a pretty good Penridge team too that that made the district playoffs but you know lost to CB West. Well, Quaker Town's been in a similar boat to Morrisville in regards to they've always been the smaller, right. uh, smaller opponent, if you will, in, in this contest. And the last couple of years, I'll, I'm going to throw the last uh, last year aside for a second, but the years prior, this has been a rivalry where uh, Quaker Town had been trying to get better they've been they've been working towards something but yet when it got to thanksgiving again anything can happen in fact the last game right there on wnpv as you see kevin cooney and i we were on quakertown side it was at penridge mm-hmm. just nasty windy conditions but an incredible atmosphere we're standing on a platform out on the on the quakertown side over at uh, hillman field and yep. we're watching this and quakertown had the game Yes, they did. Into the third quarter, midway through the third, I know you play four, there's plenty of time, but into the third quarter, they had control of the game and really could have and probably should have won that game against a more talented team against Mm -hmm. Penridge, gave the ball up too much. They started turning the ball over. Penridge started to work the ball down the field, especially against the wind, and they were able to pull out a victory. And if I'm not mistaken, I think it was a similar situation the year before that at Quakertown. So Quakertown's just been in a position where even when they maybe are the on paper the better team, they've been in this. Oh, yeah. Very, very rarely do we find that um, a team gets blown out, and both sides have blown out the others. But normally it's it's good for a half into the third, and then something weird tends to happen. Right. And that's what's happened to Quakertown over the last couple of years. But I think they're going to – you know, the weather looks pretty – you know, we're not going to have – It's going to be heavy, great. 
Yeah, which is which favors Quakertown because Quakertown can throw. You know, they they you know, I talked to George Bannis, the Quakertown coach, the other day, and he said, you know, what gets us going is our balanced offense. They can run it and they can throw it. They got a three-year starter. Uh, Will Stike will be making his 32nd career start at quarterback. That's an awful lot of starts for a high school kid, you know, and so, and they can, they can, they can sling it around a little bit too. And if there's no wind and there's no rain, that gives them another, you know, another option. So. And you figure he's said the last two years as a starter, he hasn't won this game. His no. final game is as a, as a player at Quakertown, you right. know, a lot of these seniors, they haven't seen, they haven't tasted victory here. And uh, you know, for someone who, like you said, 32 games under center, you almost feel like you're responsible at that point. I mean, we put a lot on the on the quarterback, rightly right. or wrongly, at any level. And I have to say that if, in, in Will's mind, he's got to think, I've been at this three times. Right. I'm the quarterback. I've got to find a way to get this done. And, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see because, because Penridge isn't just going to give up the helm. <laughs> They're not going to give the title anytime soon here. No, they're not. That for sure. So, Daryl, with that in mind, let's let's get to our picks. You know, we we've both, I, we somehow we got this far doing very well. Um, I'm I'm always one to pat myself on the back, but I I'm actually gonna I'm gonna actually gonna do it for real this time. Uh, we 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 both had good pretty good seasons. Yeah, really. I think, I think we're both gonna pick the the same two Thanksgiving winners. So we're gonna throw in the District Six A title game. Um, which I think we're different on between Garnet Valley and Coatesville on Friday to, to kind of break the, you know, the tie, but we go in at 41 and 11, um, <laughs> which is uncanny, that's, but uh, that's, that's ridiculous. Yeah. They'll, it'll never happen again. And what do they say? Yeah, Probably not. This, yeah. Freeze this moment in time or whatever it is. But uh, <laughs> all right, let's start. No, I, you sort of gave you, kind of gave your, you know, your Bristol score. You said, I believe it was 35, yeah. 12. You said, I'm yeah. going to go in that. Yeah, I'm going to go in that same, you know, that that same area. I'm going to say uh, I'll go with like Bristol, you know, thirty to seven. I, I think the Warriors just have, you know, just too much for Morrisville. And again, with all that, with with Grimes and Alexandria and and Silver, with so much, you know, experience and, and Bristol, they they end their season and they get their eighth win. All right, let's go to Quakertown at Penridge. What do you think there? This has always been fun, and and, and one of the great things I've gotten to do, uh, both reporting and in this case broadcasting, was I was able to do the first Penridge Quakertown game that wasn't on Thanksgiving. They've met oh, twice because of the snow. Was, no, no, no. Postseason. Oh, postseason. Okay, that's right. They had twice. They've met in the postseason in a first round matchup. Okay, uh, twenty four. 16 I'm blanking on the year. The first one ever was a 14-10 win by Penridge at Quakertown. First okay. one ever. Uh, in fact, I think that yeah, that was closer to 16, I believe. Uh, I remember bringing my boy to that one. I said, "Come on, you got to experience this. This is going to be great." Mm -hmm. And it was under the lights, which I think was also a rarity, a first time for their mm -hmm. matchup as as well. At least lights, not because it was too cloudy, lights because it was dark. Right. Um, right. And then a couple of years later. Uh, they met again, this time at Penridge, and Quakertown won that one. Uh, oh, wait, I take the back. Uh, did Quakertown win that one or Penridge? I'm blanking here all of a sudden. Quakertown's but, last no, wins were like in 2014 and 2015 okay. in, on the Thanksgiving game. Right. No, okay. Actually, you know what? Penridge, no, I take it back. Penridge, I believe, won that one at home. So Quakertown didn't even win those. 
again, memory, I'm getting older. Memory starts to fail me a little bit here. I, I hear that. But so this is what the 92nd yes, Thanksgiving Day matchup, the 94th all time. And, uh, you know, they've been a lot of fun. They've been known to be very spirited in the first quarter. They've been mm -hmm. known to have a few trick plays under their belts just in case. I think you're not going to see a lot of trick plays in this one. I think this is pretty much going to be straight up football. Penridge, runner up last year in the district, very good this year, made the postseason again. Took them a little while to get their offense going. When they finally found it because of all the losses due to graduation, they did pretty well. Quakertown, uh, you know, their only loss last week, you know, it, against a very uh, dominant uh, Garner Valley team. So, and the thing is, the numbers defensively are right there, too. Penridge right now in the district, if you include the postseason, they have allowed only 10 points a game. That's best in the district at all levels. Quakertown was only allowed 13. Right. So you're, you're talking about two teams right here that have really done it defensively. The biggest difference is Quakertown is one of the best in the district, again, at all levels. In fact, they're top eight, scoring 36 mm -hmm. a game. Penridge – Penridge, they're down a little bit in, in that respect. Uh, they're down around 26, which doesn't seem like a lot. But, right. uh, you know, especially when you're talking to the entire district, there's nothing shabby about that. So this is going to be two outstanding defenses and one slightly better offense going at it. And uh, I, I like Unlucky 13 here. I like Quakertown. I like them to finally get it. Uh, it's been that kind of year. It's been their year. To, okay. For everyone to say, look at us, we are good, we have a great program. I think Quakertown wins this. I think they pull away late, uh, but I'm going to see this as kind of a uh, let's go, uh, we'll go something like 28 to 17, somewhere in that range. The fields are going to be in great condition, you're going to be able to air it out, but the defenses are also going to be playing in good conditions too. Hmm. But this is probably going to be a close game. Penridge has been in them. Uh, but I think this one, Quakertown pulls out down the end. Gotcha. I think. I mean, I, I think that there's no no surprise. What what Penridge is going to want to do is is eat eat the clock, keep the ball on the ground like they do, limit the you know the Quakertown offense. I mean, George Bannis, We talked about this the other day. He said it's no secret they want to limit our possessions. Obviously, so they're going to try and pound it on the ground. But that Quakertown defense, you know, you you got to come at them with. Uh, you know, a couple of wrinkles, and I just think it'll be close, but I, I like Quakertown here, and I'm going to say the Panthers 23-13. They break the, uh, you know, the losing streak, and, they, you know, they get the, they get that 13th win. And speaking of breaking stuff, we're going to we're gonna break our tie since we, both <laughs> took, yeah, since we both took Bristol and we both took Quakertown. Darrell, we'll go quickly. Um, Coatesville, 12-1. and Um only loss came to William Penn early in the season out of District 3. Barna Valley, 13-0. Beat up, uh, you know, I didn't say beat up, but beat Quakertown last week, put 50-plus on them. Quakertown had, had 39 themselves, so that was a wild game. But let's let's break our tie um, with the uh, Garnet Valley Coatesville. Who do you like? Well, this is again one of those one of those fun ones here. Let, let's understand something here. We we have been for years, I shouldn't say years, for weeks. We've talked about Garner Valley and how strong their offense is. Mm -hmm. Their defense is phenomenal. It took a lot for Quakertown to put up thirty on this defense. Even in the postseason, Garnet Valley in the district, they're the fifth best defense in points allowed at under thirteen, twelve yep. and a half. 
I, you know, and this is on, on top of a, a squad that's number one in scoring points at 48. Right. So again, we said you put the best. We said it last week. Best offense, one of the best defenses. You're in trouble. Now, Coatesville, they put up a lot of points too. They're averaging just over 39 points a game. Uh, the problem, if you want to call it a problem, and it's really not much of a problem, defensively, uh, they give up a few more points. They give up about 19 a game. So there's a difference right there you're talking about of a touchdown. So that's where I'm going to go with this one. I'm going to make it a touchdown difference. Okay. Uh, Garnet Valley, I believe this is their fifth appearance in uh, the district that final. Sounds, that sounds Coastal, right. I think the 11th, something like that. They, they've been in this quite a bit as well. Yes, and I believe, uh, I want to say it was PA football history on Twitter. I was reading some of their stuff. Garnet Valley has a chance to break the scoring record for the district in a single season. They're at about 660 some right now. They need 30 more points to do that. Okay. Uh, Coatesville is up there as well in points scored during this, uh, the season. Uh, you know, these are teams that are going to put up points. Garden Valley is going to get scored on. Quakertown did it. Coatesville is going to do it. Uh, but I like the Panthers. I like Garnet Valley in this one. Uh, sheer, surely on the fact that their defense is a touchdown better. You know, the okay. points are close. Their defense is a full touchdown better, including the postseason, and that's including throwing in 30-plus from Quakertown last week. So that jumped up the number a little bit as well. But I'm gonna I'm gonna make this a 35-28 game. I'm gonna say Garnet Valley is gonna go to the Eastern PA semifinals and represent District One as the champ. Okay. I'm gonna disagree with you. I'm gonna I'm gonna take Coatesville. And what kind of pushed me over the edge was you know, I saw that a Ridley team um put up 50 50 plus on North Penn the week before, and then Coatesville went and 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 blasted them last week in the semis. That Coatesville team, that they they've been in this spot a, a ton of times. They, the tremendous speed where, you know, some of those Garner Valley backs, you know, get into the secondary, which you know they they're normally touchdowns. Well, now they're not going to be because you know with the speed of Coatesville, they're going to run those guys down, and you know you're going to have to earn it. So. There'll be, there will be points scored. I mean, nobody seems to play much defense anymore, but uh, I'm going to say uh, I'm going to take Coatesville uh, 28-21. And so basically, Daryl, Coatesville wins. I guess I win the mythical uh, predictions thing. And if, if uh, you get a trophy, he'll get the other one. Yeah, I'll, I'll try and expense the trophy. I'll see how well that goes over. But um, and then I, uh, I understand something, though. I'm going to counteract your, your argument here about. Uh, the thumping of Ridley. Okay. Don't forget Garnet Valley beat Ridley by 30 middle they of the did. season. And they put up a 60 burger with right. fries. Okay. I, I, 65, <laughs> 37. All right. So it, yeah, just because they held, I, I think, I, I honestly think Ridley just had one of those weeks. They just, they, they, they caught North Penn and they were able to go blow for blow with them. And they end up winning basically on a blocked extra point. Right. And they could have been emotionally spent, you know, from that. Yeah. So. That, that was an amazing finish here. But, but to, you know, fine, 50 to 14, that's 36 points. 65 to 37, that's 28 points. I mean, right. you I know. know, they, so Garden Valley can, they can score. They can. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, we're, we're going to, we are going to be back next week to wrap everything up. 
We'll wrap up the district title game and, of course, the two Thanksgiving games and our our, our little prediction thing we have going on. We wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving. I uh, hope everybody's safe and they can get out and if they get out to the games, you know, you know, go do it. But check us out next week too. But for now, for Daryl and myself, again, happy Thanksgiving. Thank you for checking us out on our high school game on podcast. And we'll see you next week. Stay safe. <laughs>